Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. This episode of Cool Mom 101 is brought to you by Lash On Wax Off. Lash On Wax Off offers eyelash extensions, lash lifts, spray tanning, and waxing in the comfort of your own home in the greater Vancouver area. That's right, she comes to you. I've been seeing Katie at Lash On Wax Off for years now for my lashes, spray tans, and waxing, and her services are always meticulous, plus she's an absolute gem. From now until the end of October, book any service with Lash On Wax Off. You will receive a free Patrology skincare gift valued at $10. Just mention Cool Mom 101 when booking. Visit lashonwaxoffstudio.ca to book and make sure to check them out on Instagram at lashon.waxoff. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. For this episode, I'm joined by Barb McKenzie of R Anak. Barb is a mom of three who's creating an online community and event experiences to support mamas doing motherhood on their own terms, which of course I'm all for. Today's lessons include sex after baby. So we get into what it's like uh, having sex postpartum. Very juicy. Um, how social media is a blessing and a curse in motherhood. And we chat a lot about how to navigate the craziness that is uh, newborn life. It was so great to chat to Barb. It felt like we've known each other for years. Don't you just love when that happens, when you meet someone and it's just like you click? Anyways, that was uh, me and Barb for sure. So I'm heading to Brazil for a few weeks with the family, uh, so there won't be new episodes for a little bit. Uh, Make sure you follow me on Instagram at cool.mom.101 to get all the updates, and please subscribe and share with all your mom pals. I love you for it. And as always, I'm so grateful for all your amazing reviews and feedback. Thank you, thank you. So grateful for you. I hope you love this episode. Let's get to it. Here it is, episode 10 of Cool Mom 101 with Barb McKenzie from Aranac. Welcome to the show, Barb. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Hi. You're on. You're oh, it's, it's happening. Okay. Yeah. It's a thing. It's happening now. <laughs> so we're going to jump right in to the mom fashions questions. You ready? All right. She's ready. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best part of being a mom? Uh, okay, so the best part of being a mom is you have these little beings that just love you unconditionally. I mean, also, we love them unconditionally, but um, they're just so sweet. Not all the time, but yeah. The, yeah, the sweetness, the love, the like unconditional, the innocence. The innocence is a fun one. That's the best part. Yeah, love it. Yeah. 
What is the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? I'm sure there's many, but... Hardest, the hardest, the hardest. Um, some days I just suck at it. I don't know. Is that a lesson? Yeah. Like you're not going to be perfect at it? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It hits me hard sometimes. Some days I put them to bed for their bedtime. I like, I'm like, well, that day sucked or I sucked at this or I got too mad too quickly. And um, yeah. Yeah. So like the, the perfection is not attainable in motherhood not a thing yeah no. so instagram lies folks instagram it, it lies. does that's for sure <laughs> have you um in your journey with motherhood so far have you experienced mom guilt yeah definitely and what do you kind of do to help combat that oh my gosh to combat it okay so i think originally um the mom guilt was like the little things like leaving them mm. having to leave them with like my mom or even my husband which is ridiculous because he's the other parent yeah he's your co-parent but yeah. it's some i know i've had that even before it's, and then, it's weird i let that go pretty quick though because then i started going on vacations with just the girls after like a year but uh, the mom guilt for me is that happens often is um, am I not doing this good enough? Like, why am I getting angry? Or like, why am I forgetting this? Or why am I screwing this up? So that happens yeah. often. Definitely. And what do you kind of do to kind of change that thought mm. process? It's not easy, is it? Definitely. I go to sleep. No. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I sleep no. it off. Sir, no, no, I but like, you get rest days, though. Sometimes suck so bad. I'm like, okay, like I can't do anything to change it now. I'm like gonna go to bed. I'm just gonna let it go today, and I'm gonna start fresh tomorrow when I'm not so like in the emotion of it. And I, I start fresh tomorrow, I guess the next day. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one actually. I like that. <laughs> if you could tell your past mom self something, so thinking back, and I think we'll probably dive into this a lot later. But when you're a first time mom. Um, you got a newborn maybe, like what would you want to tell yourself looking back? Oh my goodness. Okay. I feel like, um, <laughs> I shouldn't even blame others, but I was definitely not prepared. So like when I, before I was a mom, I was pregnant, fun, great. I see my mom friends, they're doing a kick-ass job. I'm like, this looks easy. This is going to be super fun. Like I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had the baby. And uh, friends who are close to me know it like super like kicked my ass. Not even just kicked my ass in a like haha funny way, but there was like the baby blues. I was fighting with my husband all the time, not sleeping, not eating, trying to do everything, but like not doing a good job at everything because I was just not 100% there. So I think I would tell myself um, maybe take it easy on yourself let some stuff go everybody although people did say you have to let stuff go things are going to be as clean all the time I'm like what are you talking about i'll like i'll handle it it's totally fine but just to really now to then i'd like shake myself and be like it's just gonna suck sometimes you're gonna cry sometimes you're gonna cry a lot and uh it's normal <laughs> there's a lot of tears it, it really is i wasn't prepared nobody warned me you guys suck. No. <laughs> shake myself let it go some days are gonna suck and uh that's normal Oh, yeah. It's normal. <laughs> it is totally normal. Um, and I think kind of back to your kind of comment before where there's no such thing as perfection. And so you kind of have to kind of let that go. Yeah, there's it's like not going to happen. There's a learning curve. And then there's a new way of doing things where it's just not going to be the same anymore. Totally. That's been a hard lesson for me to learn, actually, is um, yeah. I'm still in you know the beginnings of the adjustment. My baby's only 10 months. So, I, yeah. <laughs> so I think I go ebbs and flows where sometimes yes. I'm like, okay, I like my new normal and I let go of 
you know, you the fact that you force yourself to. Yes. Cause I'm like, you know what? Acceptance. Like this is where I'm at. Totally. My life isn't going to look the same as it did before. And so I've had to like, so I'm getting good at that kind of letting go, but Remind it's not, yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's really, it takes, it's a process is what Even I'm learning. Like silly little things like before when it was just you and no baby yet, you can finish your emails in one day. You can do laundry in one day. But now if it takes two, three days, I'm like, okay, this is, this is what's normal now. hundred percent. And I think something as, and it sounds like you have, I'm a bit of a recovering uh, perfectionist and it sounds like you have a bit of that too. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I know. You can tell. Yes, you can. And it's okay. I, I'm here with you. I understand. I am that too. Um, but I think changing my expectations yes. of myself and not being so, like you said, yes, in the past, I'm sure I would have finished all my emails and everything in one day and now if it takes you know over three different nap times over five days that's okay yeah most days it's okay like you literally have to like i don't know remind yourself and be like hey like you know there's only so many hours in a day you got a little one yeah yeah and changing those kind of expectations because you can't you can't do it in the same amount of time you're trying to keep a little human alive yeah it's not gonna happen it's hard work yeah it's hard work (laughs) okay last one of the opening series here so I like to talk with moms about how you don't need to lose everything that you are as a person when you yes. become a mom. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of that that happens. You do lose a piece of your identity, I think, totally. as you become a mom. And you take on new identities. That's all great, too. But I like to kind of keep top of mind for people, like, you're a mom and you're all these other things. Yes. Yeah. So if you're to finish the sentence, like, you're a badass mom and <laughs> what are some of your, or one, even just one, what's your and? So a badass mom and. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Um, <laughs> I am still a powerful, sensual woman. I love that. I go out with my girlfriends. We go out of town. Me and my husband, we like date nights. Sex still happens. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Now, I wanted to talk to you about... I'd um, be mortified if he listens to that. Song. Who would be? My husband. Your husband? So? <laughs> Sorry, husband. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. You know, I don't see... And I, I was actually going to ask you about this. Um, you had the doctor... I'm going to forget her name. I wrote it down, but Dr. Um, the sex doctor. Thank you, Dr. Yes. Renee. Yeah. I'm just calling her the sex doctor, just, too. Yeah, no, she, um, knows, she knows. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Dr. Renee, um, Barb had, had her on um, our neck, and she just seems really, really freaking cool. But I don't know why we find sex, especially after babies. Like, why is it some weird, like, ooh, don't want to talk yeah. about it? Like, yeah. I don't know. We it, don't talk about it. Before. First of all, <laughs> and then more so after you've had sex to have the baby, talk about it even less, maybe? No, I think that's exactly <laughs> it. Yes, I think it is already a bit of a weird taboo in yes. culturally in like a lot of societies. Sorry, also she's from Quebec and oh. she came here. So she was like, gosh, you West Coasters, you really, we're really don't we're like really tighten about- up back here. Yeah, she's like, I tell people what I do and they like leave the conversation. They're like, yeah. they're like the slow back. She literally over. says that's what happens to her. Yeah. <laughs> I would not. I'd be like, so tell me yeah. about this. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is a conversation that needs to happen a lot more. And I think in reading your, um, I think it was her blog post. So it was talking about how, you know, you go to your six week checkup and they say like, okay, you're good yeah. to go. Like physically. I don't know. But for me, I felt emotionally, I just wasn't. Oh, I, I was. A f- I don't I, know if sex, I don't okay. know if like 
physically I probably was and that's all yes, good yes. but it was like I just was like the thought of I mean I had a vaginal labor so the thought yeah. of like I just felt so like fragile still totally. and I was like and it also scared me I will say to add to this it scared me because I was always like very interested in sex and I had a worry I was like am I not gonna be interested again because I was oh, yeah okay. I did okay. have that yeah. worry I was like does it just not come, like, does your yeah. sex drive just not come back? But it does, don't worry. Um, I find, yeah. side note, <laughs> maybe more so when you have more kids. Really? Just saying. Good I for you. Yeah. Hey, well, maybe that'll tip me to the scales <laughs> of having another. <laughs> but um, back to the, like, having sex after babies, just kind mm-hmm. of swinging it over there. Yeah. I think of it as, uh, have you ever sprained your ankle or yeah. anything? Okay, Lots so of I, I sprained my ankle and it was all healed and everything. I went to the doctors. He says it's totally fine. And he's like, so walk on it normally. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't want to put pressure on it because he's like, you're walking really weird. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? I just don't want to like, you know, injure it more. He's like, you're fine. It's fine. He's like, you got to start using it for it to like get better. So yeah. it's kind of like that for having yes that makes that makes that that could have just been me no i had that same like a similar apprehension i think yeah and i'm not gonna lie it wasn't like oh i love this the first few times (laughs) it took like it took some some time yeah to get used to adjust adjust. not be afraid i don't know yes and not be like scared i don't know i had that same sense too you feel a little closed off and a little like Like, and physically i was like the clumped yeah which doesn't help the situation (laughs) um sorry again (laughs) sorry husband (laughs) uh no but i think it's a good thing to talk about because um no one really talked about that with me before yeah um and i think i was able to to realize i was okay but i think in that moment i really didn't feel good like i said i was worried um will my sex drive never come back like am i going to be scared to have sex like yeah. i don't want that so Learned things different shifted yeah, the pain yeah it's so good to talk about like there was um i have like a handful of girlfriends and we kind of were pregnant and had babies all around the same time so everybody had different experiences but it was great to chat about like somebody got to it like i don't know after a week or something mm-hmm. somebody two months somebody like six months because mm-hmm. everybody has their different hundred percent but it was nice that we could all talk about it and say we all kind of felt the same yes and that's a good point to bring up too and people i have had this conversation with it's not like like you said there's not like that magic no. oh it's six weeks time to go yeah like it's all normal and i think as long as like you guys feel good about it um but just know you're not alone and it being like a little uncomfortable or weird it happens yeah it's all good a baby yeah just <laughs> yeah it's a thing <laughs> Uh, so I wanted uh, to get the listeners to have a good idea about what exactly Aranac is. So what does it mean okay. to start with? Because um, okay. I did read about it on the site, but we should share. Um, what does it mean and what is the kind of vision behind it? Okay. So first, the word in itself is from my parents from Philippines. It's from their mother's tongue and it means our children. Cool. So of course, you know, I want to have this online space for people with kids to like come and talk and to have real conversations. Basically, when I had my first baby in 2012, um, like I said, I got my ass kicked and I was looking around at everybody who was doing like this bang up job while I was like, I literally didn't leave the house for like a week. My husband had to like force me. He's like, go for a walk, like around the block. Let's test out the stroller. 
And, you know, you're dealing with all those things with the crying, the breastfeeding or formula feeding, the not sleeping. Am I doing this? Um, I don't even remember the... Oh, swaddle? Swaddle. I see the fi- swaddle? You can't see this, but she's moving her hands a lot. <laughs> and, you know and I was like, already. I know what you're doing. You're attempting to swaddle. Like there were so many things. And I was like, how come nobody warned me? Um, who am I going to talk to? Because everybody seems to have it handled. I have so many questions. Like, who can I bother about this at three in the morning? So I just wanted to create this like space for moms for parents for women just to come together and be like hey me too like this is hard or this sucks or this is really great or try this try that I just wanted the space of supportive women coming together saying I get it I sympathize let's do this together totally yeah Yeah. it's really um it's so great to see women creating these spaces and something that I think you touched on there is that in a world of social media, it can look like you're the... I felt this too. It looks like you're the only one who does not have your shit together. Yeah. And everyone, which I had many like, like not full breakdowns, but like really hard moments where I was like to my partner, I'm like, but why does it seem... I literally was like, but why does it seem so easy to everyone else? That's yeah. what I felt. Totally. So how do you think social media is impacting Ooh. motherhood? In general, like, how do you think that impact is happening? Uh, well, well, for myself, mm-hmm. I, we put really, well, I put really high expectations on myself. One thing, especially too, when I first had my firstborn um, or newborn, everybody has those beautiful photos when you just have your baby, like the fresh ones where they're like wrapped up in a cocoon. I, like, I love them; they're beautiful. But for me, that first week, I'm like, oh my god, like I, I can't even, even think shower. Of like, how are they taking these beautiful and driving outside of their home to take these beautiful photos? What was the question? No, just just how how you think social media affects motherhood because oh. I think it does put a lot of pressure um in a lot of ways. I think you can, you know, navigate it and I like yes. I like to think it's for good most of the time. Yeah. But I think there's an immense amount of pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's um the huge thing is comparing, right? That's what they say. For motherhood, for if you're a teenager, for whatever work you're doing, it's comparison. And yes, I totally got sucked into that trap because I'm like, okay, everybody's doing this awesome job. They're cooking these amazing meals. They're having people over. They're taking the newborn photos. Like, how do they have their six pack back after like two weeks? Like, what? what's happening here? So I did a lot of comparison, totally on me. And again, it's something I had to learn to let go or just silly, like just unfollow people that like, I feel like, I don't know, I was competing with or comparing myself with that weren't inspiring me. So I like took a little break it was fantastic and I came back because you know I love Instagram Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know what let's just follow people that are funny or inspiring that make you feel good totally that's actually a great tip that I have uh started to use in my life too I'm like if you don't bring me any sort of joy or if you make me feel like shit about myself and you know what I put it out there to people too like you don't need to follow me if I somehow make you feel like shit I hope I don't but (laughs) if I do like I don't follow me you know what I mean like follow the people that make you feel good and I think that's one thing to remember with social media is like you do have a lot of control so you're choosing who you want to follow totally so if someone makes you feel not so great about yourself or like you're not doing a good job as a mom because you are but if someone makes you feel like you're not then yeah you want to just be inspired inspired and yeah have fun looking at cool photos (laughs) <laughs> yeah, looking at the good stuff. <laughs> like kittens. Yeah. Now, you talked about this a bit as well um, on your blog and in actually the beginning of this conversation, um, but life with a newborn 
kicked your ass. Yes. So can you kind of talk a bit more about what was so hard for you and what that was like and maybe what kind of support you think would have been helpful? Okay. You know what? I had a lot of support. I chose not to take it. Like my mom took time off work now that I look back. She took two weeks off work. So she's like, can I come over? Can I help with it? I didn't even let her over because I'm like, no, because I was like, I I need to figure this out on my own. I just, in my head, I thought I had to figure it out on my own because the other moms that I saw, I'm like, they have it figured. I'm doing something wrong here. I'm like missing something. I need to like learn this on my own. And it was just all hard. Like people, moms warn me, they're like, you're not gonna sleep. I'm like, it's okay, I don't sleep much anyways. They're like, you can't be so clean anymore. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can let it go. So like, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, but you don't really know how intense it is until you're like really fully in it. And I I don't know how it is for everybody else, but for me, it's like, you have that mom sense. So if they like sneeze in the middle of the night or like make a sound, you're like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? Whereas my husband can be like totally fast out. Blissfully sleeping. sleeping. I will put the monitor in his ear and he's totally, so, you know, in that regard, I felt alone. Not that he wasn't trying to help the best way he knew how, but like for me, I was just like, no, I need you to be awake with me at two in the morning when I'm doing breastfeeding. When my like ducks are like plugged and I need to go take a hot shower and squeeze it out. Like just be there with me. But everything he did was wrong. Like he could bring home a unicorn and I was still angry like, at him. You suck. Yeah. 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 He can bring me hot food. I'll say, I didn't want the chicken. I the wrong food. Yeah. So um, I, it was my own stubbornness, I guess. I, I did it to myself with the first one where I was like, no, 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 everybody. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And that sucked. It was, I don't know. I did it to myself. Yeah. So you could have uh, accepted help a little more easily and like readily. Definitely. There was, and uh, a lot of crying. I thought there was something wrong with me with a lot of crying. I cried so much. I cried all. I definitely had baby blues and I I feel um, lucky, I guess I would say that I didn't or haven't yet. I'm still not long after having a baby, but I haven't experienced postpartum depression because I'm like, that's probably similar, but all the time like yes baby blues is not fun in and of itself um and I remember saying to my partner many times that I I remember thinking like I saying to him too um I I don't want Leo to think that I don't love him or like that I don't care like that I'm sad all the time because like you're so sad and I, I don't totally know I told I tear yeah. up because I totally I know you know. think of it and you're like <laughs> yes I remember that <laughs> yeah um and also too because my husband knew I was not going to listen to him or take any of his help for sure. So what he did, which actually helped me, was he called, I call her the baby whisperer, but it's one of those like sleep consultants that come in and like help you with whatever you need help with. So she was a great, and she's a mom. So she was a great soundboard. She, um, my boobs were like plugged. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop feeding out of the left one because it like hurts. And she came to the wrong thing to do. Don't do that. So she had to come and manually like pump it out for me. But she was like, she gave me like an angel. She brought muffins. She helped unplug like the the ducks. The yeah, ducks. So, I had like, that too. That was the that was the support for me. That was the saving grace. Where I'm like, okay, I'll listen to somebody now. I will do it. Yeah. So now you've had two, not like do overs, but you had two more babies after <laughs> yeah. that first experience. So aside from you know accepting help 
a little more readily. What are some things that you, because these might be good tips for people too, like what are some things you adjusted for your next two babies? Um, I let more stuff go. So I wasn't right. so hardcore with everything, with needing things to be clean, laundry, like the scheduling needs to be fed right at nine o'clock. Like I lose my mind if somebody would like be, you know, it's nine o two. Oh my God, that baby hasn't been fed He's starving. I would lose my mind. So I think, <laughs> and maybe the poor baby number three, but I like loosened up with every kid. Whereas like <laughs> the third one, you know, they didn't go to music class right at like the four month mark or you just, you let go a little bit and mm-hmm. it's it's good for your own sanity. I did the like hardcore schedule, you know, scheduling. <laughs> Guys, it's okay either way. Yeah. Really. <laughs> but with the third one, you I didn't. Like, you, you know let what? it go. I'm going to snuggle with you. You're going to be my last baby. I want to snuggle with you. So like totally broke the rules and everybody's totally fine. Do you know what? <laughs> it's so interesting too because um I going into this when you said you don't you didn't sleep that much anyway. So sleep was probably the thing I was most worried about because before baby, I sleep like I slept nine hours a night always. Like I need my sleep. I sleep Amen. really well. I have like sleep rituals. Like I'm serious about Love it. That. Like very Love serious. That. So I was very nervous about it. And I will say um, three months in to ha- being so sleep deprived yes. and for months two and three. So not the first month he slept in like a dock tot on my bed. But for months two and three, he slept on top of me. Like, that's I it. Know, Full know stop. That. So naps, bedtime. And I was, like, about to, like, lose my shit. Um, and then we did the little, we did some sleep training. And yeah. it's not for everyone. I'm not saying that. And there's different ways to there's do it. There's different ways. There's many yes. different ways to do it. Um, but it, that's what really, like, changed everything for me. In a good way? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, after two weeks of having sleep... You know, I was like, oh my God, I can do this. You're like a different person. You come out of the fog. Yeah. And you're like, I ate a meal. I had some sleep. I can do this. I can do this again. (laughs) Um, But what I was going to say is like, I was getting really anxious about the fact he was sleeping on me. But I'm here to say that when he was ready, I like, I think he was ready for his own bed and his own room. He was good. He, so he did go from sleeping on me exclusively for two months to, so sweet. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Um, except for when you got to pee in the middle of the night and you have to like carry the kid with you I've and done that. try and pee with one hand. It's <laughs> it's it. not pretty. It <laughs> we works. We make though. it work. We make it work. Um, but yeah, he did end up fine. So I guess my point is like there's not like one specific way it's going to work for each baby and they're going to be ready for certain things at certain times and it totally all worked out fine. But I did yes. have some panic moments where I'm like, what if he just, what if he sleeps on me forever? I know. He's like 20 years old. No. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like gigantic. But I think like moms, we worry way more and the kids are way stronger, more resilient than we give them credit for. 100%. The babies, right? Yes. Yeah. Even the babies. Yeah. And I'm sure as you've watched your kids grow, like they do, they have such like resiliency. And speaking to schedules, like it's probably different, but some kids probably love that. Some are like, oh, it's fine. Like, totally. depends. Yes. Yeah. Everybody everybody does it differently. Yeah. Got yeah. to adjust as you go kind of yes. thing. Now, as a community, just of moms in general, how do you think we can better support each other? So I think one way is doing, you know, the way that you have created our knack and mm-hmm. you're kind of creating this community where people share things. And there's a place for us to go. And how else do you think we can support each other i am huge on just communication and i know that may be silly but like even 
through blogging or Instagram, emails, phoning, I, although I don't really phone people, but texting, whatever just your some means sort is. <laughs> of like some sort of person to person communication makes a huge difference. You totally. can talk, you can ask questions, you can share things, you can trade secrets or hacks. And so with like the online stuff that I was doing, it's great. I love it. But like, I like doing the in-person stuff so you can really totally there's a real person there yes right? and really connect yeah and one thing i really wanted to talk to you about because I, i'm the same way i love social media it's awesome and it's cool because you can connect with people from just anywhere um just from the comfort of your bed you know scrolling through instagram but anyways um <laughs> you've incorporated these awesome in-person events into what the RNAC community is. So can you talk a bit about that and what those events are? Yes. So everything that happens online, I wanted to bring in real life, as they say, so that we can actually meet face to face and interact and have real conversations, maybe eat together, celebrate, not being with the kids together, exercise together, like just come together. And so I started doing motherhood retreats. So cool. Yeah. And it's, it's great because well, <laughs> it takes a while for people to warm up because you, you're getting a bunch of strangers together. Unless you're me. <laughs> Which is great because then it's like you can do the icebreaker and then people will feel more comfortable. But it takes, I, I have to say in real life, it takes a little bit for mm -hmm. people to warm up, especially if it's like all these like moms coming without their girlfriends, without their friends. And they're like, oh my gosh, who am I going to sit with? <laughs> who am I going to talk to? And then you have like, say, one person leading a conversation. Maybe it's about sex or something. And everybody's like, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to talk now but it just takes that one something to crack the conversation open like at the first one our poor speaker she was trying her hardest she was like literally telling everybody like i'm pulling teeth here guys come on let's let's share and then somebody a mom finally she literally said fuck it i'm gonna share my story so she talked about her she had full postpartum depression um what happened with her and her partner separation at the time and because she opened up and was so honest like everybody started sharing their story they're like okay i'm in a safe space we can share like let's do this and that was i'm like yay it's happening and that's the coolest thing. It actually like gives me almost chills because when you're in those type of moments where you have these, especially women, and it, it's like proven that it happens in a bit of a different way. Yeah, um, yeah when there's like a, a group together. Um, but when you're in those like moments, it is so powerful. Yeah. And there's always, I feel like, something that you can connect with in their story. Even if you're like, well, like I'm still with my partner, mm -hmm. but holy shit, can you imagine if I, like, yeah. did this alone? And it just, like, I don't know, it really helps You really shift. empathize, like, you really yes. feel it. And, like, you know, I mean, it wasn't like everybody was crying, but, like, you really, I don't know, share the emotion, you really empathize, mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah, and I think it really helps to work against that feeling of loneliness, yes. which I think every mom I've ever talked to, anyway, has, has experienced that at some point. Definitely. You feel so alone, and it is the most effed up feeling to feel so alone yet constantly have someone with you which is your baby usually yeah. or others even yeah um and so i think that's one of the best ways to like really combat that yeah because you think oh like yeah that story i get that I get that it. sounds similar or it's normal it's like, totally okay, normal. i'm not going crazy no you're like no it's, yeah. it's, we're all in it together for sure um, all right, I want to sincerely thank you for being here and talking to me. Uh, I'm really, really 
uh, impressed with everything you're doing over at Aranac and the community you're building. And I just love the idea of putting, you know, the the like online stuff into real life as well. And yeah. of course, you know, it's not, it's like we said, social media can be all over the place. So that's awesome. But there's something really special about being able to like get get people together especially moms to talk about this so uh, i want to thank you for what you're putting out into the world it's really amazing oh thank you yeah thanks for being here yay (laughs) thank you for listening to cool mom 101 with emily kylo if you liked our podcast please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time